It's Not My Weekend Podcast with your boy Jerry G. We're on it. It is Tuesday morning, May 17th. I'm on my coffee high, dog. So let's get this cracking right now before that shit wears off. And it's time for my nap at around, I don't know, 10, 30, 11. Dodgers play at noon today, though. So we got a nooner and a double header, dog. I was at the game last night and we finally took one down while I'm there, dog. Dude, every time I go, the fuckers lose, man. It's tough, man. But we've been in a little bit of a rut. I was there on, uh, what, Saturday for bobblehead night. Got my bobblehead, got my Don Drysdale bobblehead. And yesterday was Walker Bueller bobblehead, so I had to go to that. I try and go to the bobblehead games as much as I can. I've told you guys many times before. I'm not a baller like that. That shit is expensive, dog. But gracias a Dios, I got one of the best babies mamas ever. You know, she's been working at her company for over like 20 years now, dog. She's a paralegal at a law firm in Beverly Hills. So, yes, I'm, yep, I'm connected like that. <laughs> and uh, we've, I've been going to Dodger games thanks to her job for like about 20 years, dog, since we were pretty much dating, dog. And uh, we've taken the kids many games. I've been to many games. But, dog, it's still expensive, fool. Like, I still have to buy food for these fools, dog. It's fucking $80 to 100 bucks fácil every time we go. But it's worth it because the tickets are free. The parking is free. I got dope fucking VIP parking. It's hard to complain, dog. It's hard to complain. I don't mind dropping those 80 to 100 bucks, but I don't know how these people do it, dog, when you buy these tickets and the food and the souvenirs and all the shit that goes down, the parking. Sale caro, sale caro. But, uh, yeah, I've been very very lucky with that, man. Uh, obviously, the her rule is I can only take the kids. I cannot go on dates with these tickets, which I would never do. And I cannot, you know, I, I've taken my homies before, like Jesus and people like that. But I have to ask for special permission. <laughs> and, uh, you know, every once in a while she's on her little trip and, you know, she, you know what, who, who are you going to go with? Oh, I'm going to go with the homies. Is that okay? You know, you got extra tickets. Let me know. You know, I'll buy them from you and whatever, dog. We, we, we work it out. But, yeah, 95% of the time I'll take my kids. And, of course, it's I enjoy going with them. It's fun. And, uh, you know, I get to share, I share some of that shit on my stories and, you can tell it's, you know, I have a good time out there with the boys and, and they're really good seats too, dog. Can't complain. They're really down there in the field level right behind uh, the visitor's dugout and shit. So, yo, man, can't complain, dog. Can't complain. Uh, we took it down yesterday uh, and uh, we're looking good, man. We're looking good. It's a long season. I know it's a long season, but I, I, I really still, I feel, I'm very proud of them winning 2020 World Series, but... You know, I've said it many times, man. I feel we got a little ripped off. We had no parade. There was no championship parade. Obviously, we didn't get to go to any of those playoff games, World Series, Manos. So, you know, it was one of those things where, like, you know, we took care of business. And and it's not a cheap uh, championship. It's not a... No, it's, 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 it's legit. It's well-deserved. We were the best team of the season. All... 30, what, two teams? Is it 32 teams? All 32 teams participated in a 60-game series, 60-game season, you know? And then there was more teams added to the playoffs that year, too. So there was more rounds. So it was harder to get 
And we fought hard, dog. We were down 0-2 against the Braves. You know, we had to come back against the Braves and win that series. It wasn't easy, what I'm trying to tell you. It was well-deserved. And it's a championship that we are should be very proud of, even though it's only a 60-day season, dog. Uh, 60-game season. So I'm not taking any way with that, but we do feel a little bit short-changed due to the fact that we didn't have a parade, dog. Same thing with the Lakers, dog. We're in the bubble. So was everybody else who deserved to be there in the bubble. And you know how hard it had to be to be living in a camp for like two, three months in Orlando, away from your family, from everything else, dog. Being tested every day just to practice, just to play. You have to drive yourself crazy, dog. You know, so it was tough, dog. It was tough. And the best teams won. The Lakers were the best team at the time. They took care of business. They could have easily choked like they did this, this year. They could have done same thing with the Dodgers. They could have easily rolled over and made excuses. And this was in our year. And it was tough. And the bubble season. And the restrictions. And the protocols. And the fuck all that. We took care of business, dog. So, but now I want that 162 season championship, dog. I want that parade, fool. We deserve more from this team, from this franchise who put everything they can to put a, the best team on the field, dog. And that's, I've always said that too. I appreciate everything the Dodgers and even the Lakers do to try and compete and put the best product on the field, on the court. That's all I want, dog. And we get that. And yeah, we're, you know, we don't always win, but we're always competing and we're always there. In the playoffs, fighting, and that's all I can ask for, dude. Right? Look at the, look at the Cincinnati Reds, dog. I mean, just horrible. The A's. Look at the Padres who try and they can't they can't come close, dude. Look at the Angels with two of the bad, two of the best players on in all of baseball, haven't been able to make the playoffs. So I mean, come on, dog. You you have to give it up to where it is, dog. And with that said, I got to transition over to what happened this weekend to the Phoenix Suns, dog. Sorry. Like, good example right there. Great example. You know, 64 wins in the regular season out of 82. Best team in the Western Conference. Best team in basketball, you could say, record-wise. Choke, fool. Choke. It happens, dog. It happens. And I talk shit about the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns are one of those teams that, you know, don't like the Lakers, right? And they're in our division, in our conference, uh, want to be rival. They And uh, they talk a lot of shit when they're winning and the Lakers are losing. And they were very confident this year. They have a great team. But I've never been a big Chris Paul fan, dog. And I think, you know, I'm not saying he's overrated. He's a Hall of Famer and a great fucking player. But he hasn't won shit, fool. He hasn't won nothing, dog. So... And he still hasn't won nothing. All right. And it's always one excuse after another with him. Get injuries. Get this. Get that. Not enough help. Whatever, dog. All right. When the Lakers was, when the Lakers back in, what was it, 2010 or so, when that trade fell through and when, when the Lakers were supposed to get Chris Paul, of course I was excited to get Chris Paul. Of course. Would we have won championships? I don't know, bro. Because I would have left, you know, bringing in Chris Paul meant we were going to trade away Paul Gasol. 
And I really like Paul Gasol. I thought he was a great complimentary player for Kobe, dog. Size, everything, bro. Shooting, everything. Dependable, bro. But we were going to give up Paul Gasol for Chris Paul. Giving up size, dog. So who knows we would have won? Who knows? Uh, we still won without him. We still want to won champion. We still won a championship without him. Thanks to Chris, uh, to uh, Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol deserves a lot of credit for what we did with the Lakers, dog. Great player, fool. Great complimentary player for Kobe, dog. But anyways, dog. You know, and then everywhere Chris Paul's gone, fool, has underachieved, underachieved. You know, with the Clippers, dog, they should have done more with that team. I mean, Chris Paul was what, like 28, 27 at the time, bro, in the prime of his career with Blake Griffin in his prime, Andre Jordan, whatever the fuck he was doing at the time. They had great teams. He choked, bro. And Chris Paul had a lot to do with that. Everywhere he's gone, Houston, New Orleans, I'll give him a pass because he was young. But now he's here with the Phoenix Suns, dog, playing great basketball and still can't get it done. And I don't feel sorry for the Suns, dog. And let me tell you about you Phoenix Suns fans. I got a few who listen, dog. Compa, I, I think this was it. This was your best shot, dog. Next year, it's not going to get any easier. That window is closing, dude. Every team's going to get better next year. Every team. So, in the Western Conference. So, it's not going to be easy, dog. The Lakers are going to come back next year. The Clippers are going to look good again. The Warriors are still there. John Moran is coming, dude. Uh, Dallas is only going to get better. I'm telling you, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Agarrense, cabrones. Agarrense. It's not going to get easier, dog. So this is your best shot. And, you know, as much as I love Phoenix, the city, I'm talking about the teams, dog. I'm a big Laker fan. I'm not going to give props to anybody else who doesn't deserve it, dog. What I will give props is Luca, bro. I fucking love Luca, dog. Ese compa, wey, ta perro, wey. He is like a European Magic Johnson, dude. Better, because he's a better scorer. I mean, man. I've always liked uh, Luca. No, not Dallas. I don't like Dallas Mavericks. I like Luca, bro. Luca is a shit, dog. And Jason Kidd, too. I think Jason Kidd's a pretty underrated coach. Good coach, man. Same thing with Monty Williams, man. I love Monty Williams, man. I wish the Lakers would have got Monty Williams, bro. He's a great coach, man. And it's not on him. The team just gave up. They didn't show up. And that's the saddest thing that can happen when your team doesn't show up. Well, you could do all the great coaching in the world, dog. But if these fools don't produce on the court, it, it's not. You can't put that on the coach, bro. You can't. You got to put that on the players, on the stars, on Booker, who I'm a big fan of, too. I think Booker is a great talent, dog. But, you know, Booker was crying that he didn't get enough MVP votes. This is why, bro. You got exposed, homie. You got exposed. Denver. Forgot to mention Denver. With Jokic, man. If Jokic gets some help, compa. Agarrense, cabrones. Agarrense. Goodbye, Phoenix. Sorry to say that, man. You know, Lakers are not going to stand still with this, fool. We're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, we might choke again, but we're going to be right there. We're going to be right there, dog. Anyways, that's my little sports rant. I love sports, dog. I love Lakers. I love Dodgers. You know, football's right around the corner. Can't wait for football, dog. Raiders look good. They had a good draft. Um, but I'm very excited, dog. You know, like I've said, I love my Raiders, dog. I'm just not a big David Carr, uh, Derek Carr believer. I'm not. 
And he's going to show me this year. He's going to make me a believer this year. I hope so, man. I hope he makes me a believer because the defense is getting good. We got great offensive weapons. No excuses. It's all on Derek Carr right here, compa. It's all on Derek Carr. For he wants to be the... He, he's a big uh, um, Black Mamba, you know, fan. Kobe Bryant fan. He lives off his, you know, preachings. And let's see if we can deliver, Don. Let's see if we can deliver, you know. I love his attitude. I love what he wants to do, what he tries to do. He says all the right things, but he's got to make shit happen, dog. You know, I'm not, again, ugh. They just signed him for a contract extension four years because of his boy. Adams is there now. No excuses, compa. None. You know, I also like the Rams. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm low-key. I'm a L.A., Los Angeles Rams fan. Yes, of course. I, I can't help but root for these guys. They put a great, great team together. Great front office. Great coaching. Great culture. And, of course, winning culture. And I can't. And they're from Los Angeles. And I cannot ignore that. I love, I, I like what the Rams are doing. I really do. All right? Uh, Chargers, bro, I can't. I can't get into the Chargers right now, but... Justin Herbert is the real deal, man. I love watching that guy play, dog. Justin Herbert's the truth, compa. So, but I just can't. I feel bad for the Chargers. I really, I feel, I really wish they would go back to San Diego. That's where they belong. Um, I would probably even root from a little bit more out there because, you know, I'm, they're from, you know, San Diego, bro. San Diego deserves a team like the Chargers, dog. You know what I'm saying? So... I mean, I like what the Padres are doing. I do like what the Padres are doing, but I can't. Of course, I'm not going to root for the Padres. And they're just little shit talkers. They, you know, they, they hate the, the Dodgers, so obviously I can't root for the Padres. But I like what they're trying to do. I like the attitude, the you know, what they're trying to build out there. I respect it, dog. I respect it. I like Tatis. He's a fun player to watch. He's an idiot, but he's a fun player to watch. I can't stand Manny Machado. Of course I cannot stand him, but I'm glad that they got him and he's in... On our division where we get to watch him more often and compete against him. I like all that shit. I don't like when all these sorry-ass teams are not competing around us. It doesn't make it as fun. Look at the Diamondbacks way. Diamondbacks have been horrible the last three years. But this year, they're trying to get the shit together. They look pretty good yesterday. They got a little little something going on there. Colorado always tries, man. But these pitchers always fall apart on them in Colorado, dog. They just cannot take a long season in Colorado. It sucks for the pitching there, fool. It really does. So, anyways, dog, that's enough. That's enough baseball. That's enough sports. I know the ladies are getting upset. Um, anyways, man, I've had a great, great weekend, dog. I hope you guys, uh, thank you for all the love I got this weekend over my little uh, award show that we're at. And we won King of Downey, the pilot. All right. So, let me explain what's going on. I got a lot of questions out of DMs. Like, what is this? Where can we watch it? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Man, dude, you know, Hollywood, this is new to me, dog. All this shit is new to me, fool. So I'm learning now, man. I'm learning what this is all about. And it's not as easy as as it sounds. Of course, man. It is a little frustrating. It sucks how difficult it is for Latinos, Mexicans to get anything on TV, man. It fucking sucks, fool. It sucks, dog. Um, If you're not George Lopez or Gabriel Iglesias... They don't really fuck with you, man. And it's a sad situation. Little by little, we're getting out there, you know. Um, 
uh, there's a show on Hulu coming out coming out soon. I'm hoping it does great with uh, uh, my my boy Frankie Quinones and and Chris um, Mata. Uh, is it called This Fool or something? Man, they just got picked up on Hulu. I'm hearing good things about it, man. I hope shit good things happen. That just opens doors for everybody else, dog. So let's 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 you know let's support these shows, man. As far as King of Downey, it's a pilot that we shot, all right, independently, produced by Chicano Hollywood, a production company that's coming up. Um, they wrote it, and uh, I met them through the Orchata with Old Milk uh, Project because some of the same producers and the camera crew were the same people, basically a lot of the same people. And so while I was shooting Chicano Hollywood, I mean, while I was shooting uh, Orchata with Old Milk, the producers from from uh, King of Downey is like, yo, man, and shout out to Johnny Murillo. He's like, yo, man, I I, I got this other project I want, I want to shoot called King of Downey. It's a pilot for a sitcom. I think you would be good, man. I think you would be good for the lead, man. Uh, uh, you, you have some good acting chops. You know, you're getting better. And uh, I like to, you know, what's up? You down? And I was like, yeah, full of course I'm down, dude. And we shot it. Small budget, you know, and it, it was it was fun. I can't. I, I, it was really fun, die. And so we did the pilot, and everyone's excited. And the whole cast and crew's like, "Yo, this is funny. This is cool. What's up? What are we gonna do? What's gonna happen? Where are we going?" And he's like, "Yo, well, right now I just need more funding to shoot the whole season. Hopefully, somebody picks it up. We're gonna pitch it to the networks, pitch it to the Netflixes, to the Hulu's." And first and foremost, we have to make a good pilot. We have to make a good pilot. And uh, this is during the shoot, during the filming. And so the pilot was finished. We're shooting, we're showing it around. People getting excited once again. And they start entering it in these festivals. So you start entering in festivals. And this is the Mexican-American uh, television and film festival. And they enter it. We entered it. We went up against other new TV shows and sitcoms around the country, from Chicago, from Miami, uh, from Texas, others from Cali, about four or five sitcoms, and we won, dog. I was there. It was a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I got to go Saturday because Saturday is when they were going to show our stuff in front of the judges and the panel and everybody else who was in attendance. And there was, you know, they showed in this, like, little small theater at Rally Studios in Hollywood, and we go... And the, most of the cast was there. I even had to take my kids because it was my weekend. And we had a Dodger game to go to at 7. And that thing was at 4. So I told the kids, let's go check this out. See what you guys think. And we'll leave from there to the Dodger game. And of course, the kids were down. And so we went. And let me tell you, man, uh, I felt really good about it, dog. To be honest with you, real, really good. People were laughing at the right moments. They got the jokes. They got the jizz. Uh, it was genuine laughs, full, like hard True laughs. I was very nervous about that. About are, are we gonna be able to make people laugh and have a good time? And let me tell you, man, it was good. It, uh, from what I from being there, like okay, cool. Even my kids who are very hard, my my boys, Nikki, Nicolas, the little one likes everything. He don't give a shit what I do. He loves it. The other two a little bit harder on me, and they were like, "Yo, pops, I was pretty good. That was pretty freaking good. Like we laughed. I thought it was funny." You were good. Everybody was good. And 
you know, and after it, got a lot of mad love from a lot of people there in attendance, got a lot of attention, and I was excited. And then Sunday was the awards where they were going to give out the awards the next day. And, yeah, so I attended that. There were some little rumors that were, like, the favorites to win. So that got me a little excited. And sure enough, we got there. And they they announced the winners, and we got the award. It won the best new TV, sitcom, series, comedy, whatever the hell the fucking category was. And... Uh, it just this just builds more excitement, right? And just keeps the snowball going. And that's all we can ask for, fool. Just want get more attention, more eyes to this. And in the meantime, we're already writing the entire season, dog. We're getting together, myself, the producers. I even brought in Jesus Apoboda as a writer. I told that fool, like, yo, man, there's an opportunity here. Where if this shit gets picked up, more of us can get on the fucking TV, more on camera. And obviously we wrote a part for Jesus. And he's in too in the writing sh- in the writing session. We've met like three, four times. We're trying to write literally the whole entire eight episode season. Get it ready. So when we does get picked up, we're ready to go. We're ready to go and nothing slows down. So um, that's where we're at right now. Writing the rest of the season. Figuring out where do we go from here. Trying to find investors, and uh, you ask yourself, "Well, how much money do you need?" Well, I got, I got a little some, some. I'm getting a bonus this summer. Relax, relax. I appreciate you, <laughs> but no. Um, I, I was, I asked the same question for. So they're talking about like each episode is about fifty thousand dollars minimum, fifty to seventy five thousand each episode for. We're talking about eight episodes, so they're asking for about half a mil, five hundred thousand, and that's the that's the low end, bro. That's the low end. That's like actors taking pay cuts, you know, doing shit on, you know, fucking fast. And um, half a mil, bro. That's what we need. Half a mil at least. And um, there's people on it. That's not my job. I don't even know where to go with shit like that. But people are on it, fool. And hopefully uh, something goes down. So I want to keep you guys in the loop a little bit because I've been uh, messages, congratulations, and I appreciate you motherfuckers for real, dog. Like I said, this is all new for me. Uh, I try not to get too excited. My focus is still stand-up comedy. That's my money maker. That's where I make my money, my living. Acting is my side bitch, and I enjoy seeing my side bitch, right? Uh, I really like the acting part. Honestly, I really do, but it's a different beast, dog, and I'm really out of my element when I'm there. I'm really... You know, just learning, um, just paying attention to what, how this shit works. And it's a grimy game, bro. A lot of politics, you know what I'm saying? You don't know who's genuine, who is. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Everybody's a poser, you know? Everybody, like, I know a lot of these people at these shows, at these events, some broke-ass motherfuckers just like me, die. But pretending that there's somebody... And it's a it's a crazy game, dog. It's a crazy fucking game. Um, I keep it as real as I can, dog. You know what I'm saying? I tell everybody, yo, I'm stand-up, bro. I'm stand-up comic. That's what I do my shit. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm a fucking class A actor, theater, whatever. I'm here for the ride. I'm here for whatever's needed. I love what I love acting too. It's great. It's fun. It's fun. 
but I know that I'm not part of that fucking clique yet, dog. So um, I'm not trying to pretend that I am either. So, but other than that, dog, it's, yo, we'll see where this goes, dog. It's definitely excitement in the air. Yes. And King of Downey is something I am really proud of as well, dog. I think it's well done, well written, well directed, everything, dog. It's, it's not hacky. It's not cheesy. Of course, it's got to be a little cheesy and a little hacky because it's a comedy, right? It's not a fucking drama. But we really um, take pride in the story that we're telling, Don. And one of the reasons I had so much fun doing it is because of that. And they allowed me to be me. They allowed me to be myself on this shit, you know? They're like, just talk like you talk, act like you act, be who you are. You're a real father. You're a real parent. You're a real family person. Be that person, Don. Be that. You get frustrated. You're happy, you're silly, you mess up, you do dumb things, you make it up. At the end of the day, it's all for your kids and your wife and your family and all that stuff. Be that person, dog. And that was the direction they gave me. That's what I went with. That's what I had fun. I didn't try and do too much. And that's why I think it, I think it really resonated on screen, dog. And that was probably the, mo- the biggest compliment I had from a lot of these filmmakers and writers, producers who were at this event coming up to me and saying, yeah, dude, you're just like so natural. You're like funny. You're not trying to be funny. You're just being you. It's like seeing myself up there. It's like seeing my neighbor up there. It's like seeing my cousin up there. And I think that's that was most of the conversations we had with everybody. And they're just like, you killed it. You seem so natural up there. And things like that. And again, yeah, I'm not playing somebody I don't know. I'm playing somebody I, I know. I'm literally playing a guy from Huntington Park who moves to Downey. And that's my goal, to move to Downey. I want to move to Downey. So I get the struggle this guy has. He made it to Downey, which is like being a homeowner, living in a nice neighborhood, having a better future for his family. But now he has to keep that shit, dog, because it's very expensive to stay there. So now he has to keep working even twice and triple as hard. And he's a real estate guy, right? And we all know real estate guys, how they are, right? And so I just, I know a lot of real estate guys, how they are. So I'm that guy right now, fool. Like, I I put myself in that situation. And again, at the end of the day, it's a comedy. So I get to cheat a little bit by making it a little silly and just trying to make people laugh at the same time. So it's fun. It's fucking fun, dog. All right? So that's where we at with that, fool. We won that award. We're excited. It keeps momentum going. And that's what we want. That's what we're asking for. It gets more eyes on it, brings a little bit more attention to this project, and we keep that shit moving, all right? With that said, Orchata with Old Milk, you know, it's still there. Some production is still editing. Uh, they're just, we've run into a few walls, you know, when it comes to that. We've had to switch up a couple of different editors, and that's where we've been kind of stuck on. But it's, again, it's the same thing. We're hoping to enter this Orchata with the Milk on the same festival, which they, they didn't meet the deadline. So now we have to wait for other festivals and other situations to come up. Hopefully this year. I know, man. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's there. I, when that comes out, I think it's going to be pretty damn fucking good too, dog. So we'll see what's up. Other than that, man, yeah, I've been actually, uh, from that, I got other auditions now. I got some auditions coming up thanks to this 
festival this weekend. Met some cool ass people, some really talented Latino, Mexican uh, artists out there who are doing beautiful things. I got to see a lot of bunch of short films. Some of them were pretty fucking dope and some of them were not. But, yo, it's you got to get it out there. You got to let people see it. And I got to meet a lot of really cool people, man. So, uh, yeah, dog, I don't know where that, what all that means in the big picture. But for now, yo, I'm going to stay in my lane, do my stand-up, write jokes, and see what everything else falls into place, dog. All right? But, man, I want to thank you guys, really, dude. All the fucking love, the texts, the messages, the DMs. Yo, gracias, way. And it's, uh, it's it feels genuine, you know, and... Uh, I, I can't thank you guys enough, fool. Like, and, and that's why I want to open up about where I'm at, where this is about, why this is going on, what is going on, where it's going. And I think you guys deserve that, fool. You guys deserve that. I love, you know, being able to touch bases with people. And we get it, dog. We fucking get it. All right? All right. Damn, that was 30 minutes right there, fool. Uh, I'm going to take a little quick little break. Let's take a little, uh, let me see what time is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still on my coffee high, so I'm going to take a quick little break and get back to it because we got a big day today, all right? All right, man, this is Jerry G. I'll be right back. California Sun Insurance, doc. That's where I get my car insurance, bro. And let me tell you, doc, I'm going to be aquí legit, way. No one should be insuring me, fool. Not only should I, do I have a DUI, but I have the worst driving record Ever, fool. I've got a ticket for everything you can ever think about, dog. I shouldn't be on the road, fool. But California Sun Insurance hooked it up. And not only did they hook it up, bro, I'm paying less insurance money than I ever paid before, dog. Let me tell you, fool. I've tried them all. I went to a insurance, dog. First of all, fool, she couldn't hook it up. And she doesn't even look like that, bro. Photoshop much? Let me tell you, dog. But California Sun Insurance is the real deal. They'll hook you up with insurance for your RV, for your boat, for your motorcycle. They'll even help you out with your auto registration, compa. 3638 East Florence Avenue, Huntington Park, California. 90255-323-553-9009. California Sun Insurance. Tell them Jerry G sent you. All right, Edible Arrangements in East LA, grand opening April 2022. Si toxica, mandale un edible arrangement, dog, made up entirely of fruit. Dog, don't waste your time with flowers. They can't eat roses. Trust me, they've tried, okay? You gotta feed the lion. That's key, compa. Hey, did you pass your citizenship test? Congratulations. You deserve chocolate covered strawberries, long stem preferred. Edible arrangements in East L.A. They'll deliver anywhere in East L.A., even the projects after dark. Yeah, that's how serious they are, right? Hit them up at 5929 Whittier Boulevard, L.A., 323-832-9551. It's a new branch, so they're hiring, bro. They need bouquet artists. Aye, aye, aye. They need delivery people. They need upper management, middle management, lower management. They need all that stuff, dog. Hit them up. Tell them Jerry G sent you for a discount on your first and second and third order. All right? Late. All right, I'm back. I'm back. It's been about 30 minutes. Took a little, you know, little snack break. But check it out, dog. Um, other than that, that's that. That was this weekend, okay? Uh, I got a little feedback from uh, last week's episode. Happy Mother's Day to Raul Reyes. Uh, do you know what this motherfucker? He hasn't even listened to the episode, fool. He's called me like twice since the episode dropped. 
And every time he calls, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Oh, no, he heard it. Oh, no, he knows. I don't think he's heard it because he hasn't brought it up. He just brings up dumb stuff about our upcoming shows. Uh, he's back in Cali. He showed up Monday, and he hit me up yesterday, and I'm like, oh, no, what does he want? You go to the Dodger game? What the hell? What can you take me? Good, good. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet. Uh, I don't feel I went a little hard on him. I just, I'm just, I was just venting, guys. He is my boy. I love the guy to death. Uh, we got a show this week. We got a show together this Thursday. Oxnard Levity Live this Thursday night. Oxnard tickets are still available. I got a promo code. Uh, if you enter the promo code Jerry, you get five dollars off every ticket. So please take advantage. And yes, Raul Reyes will be there. And that's some of the feedback that I got, man. Uh, people are like, dude, what, did you do that on purpose, dog? Because now I really want to go see your show because Raul's going to be there. I got to meet this guy. I got to see this guy. Uh, I, I didn't do that on purpose, but it just kind of happened like that. And if that's what it takes, if you don't want to see me, you want to see Raul, fuck it. Caiganle. As long as you come. As long as you guys come out. Um, yeah, dude, Raul, uh, people are like, yeah, man, uh, he sh- he shouldn't be talking to you like that. He shouldn't be like, he's just, it's not that he's like, it's not that he's disrespecting me. First of all, así nos llevamos, güey. I'm, I'm pretty rough on him, too. I'm pretty, you know, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I, do some, I say some shit, too. Um, so, and así nos llevamos, güey. And he, he literally has no filters, guys. He just doesn't. He doesn't. That's one thing about him, fool, that he just says what he thinks, fool. Um, so, you know, I never take it personal. Whenever he, whenever he says something I don't like, I tell the motherfucker, dog. Um, when he crosses the lines, I tell him, hey, wait, calmate, wait, don't be doing that. Hey, fool, you can't be saying that. Hey, fool, you can't be acting like that. Hey, wait, you know, so forth and so on. Um, but we do go at it, dog, and he, he, he just, he's just a lot to deal with sometimes, dog. But I just have to share with you guys, and I got a lot of that. Fuck that guy, what the fuck? Hey, nah, that's not even like that, fool. He's a homie till the end of the day. He's still a homie. Um, but yeah, I'll start this weekend, man. Please, caiganle. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I listened to the Kendrick Lamar album. Yeah. You know what, man? Again, I give props to the guy. The guy is fucking talented, bro. All right? But my thing is, here's my point with Kendrick Lamar. I, I can't. I can't. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like. Look, I'm just an old school, old head type of guy, fool. I want my hip-hop to be about bitches and hoes, about bitches ain't shit, you know? Like, and I'm saying that, you know, half-jokingly, but true. You know, I come from a different era with hip-hop, fool. I I don't, like, Jesus is saying that it's the best album ever. Is it shit? He's 31 or whatever he is. I'm fucking 42, dog. He's 32, I'm 42. Different generation, dog, of course. He loves Kendrick Lamar and what he stands for and what he says and what he raps about. And he does say some deep shit. He does. But where I'm coming from is that I'm not here for that. I'm not here for your deep fucking shit, dog. He's, you know, he's talking about his lesbian aunt and his gay uncle and this and that. And I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I want to, I want to fucking, I want to talk. I want you to, I want to hear about big booty hoes. I want to bring, I want to talk about why girls, you know, bring guys out to the yard, you know? I want to talk about real gangster shit. You know, I'm a, I'm a Biggie Smalls guy, fool. Like, I'm a big Tupac guy. And let me tell you, even with Tupac, I don't like the, the song Changes. I don't like that song. Thug Mansion, I'm straight. I'm good. I'm not about that. Even with Tupac, I was like, eh, I'm good. Get, give me some hit em up. You know? Give me some of that. Give me some California love. All right? 
Give me some of that shit. Give me some of that Brenda's got a baby. You know? <laughs> well, give me some shorties want to be a thug. Give me that shit. You know? I don't care about other, that other stuff, man. I don't. You know? Biggie, like, that's what I love about Biggie. Like, everyone was a great story. And he was talking about some gangster shit. You know? Effing bitches and slapping this and fucking making money and making moves and gangster shit, dog. And again, that's just me, dog. That's my, that's my era, fool. And so when I, I listen to the whole Kendrick Lamar album, fool, and I mean, the beats are so boring. I get like, I'm just like, what's he talking about? Que tanto dice? I know he's saying some important things. I know he is. And he's very talented, fool. But my favorite song was We Cry Together. The one where he's breaking up with his chick or talking shit, his chick and him talking back, talking shit. That was such, that's a great fucking song. And why? Because he's just talking shit and the girl's talking back, talking shit, a toxicity fucking. I've been there. We've all been there. A lot of us have been there in that situation with our ladies fighting. Those are the type of fights I would have with my first wife. My first wife. My wife. My ex-wife. Those are the fights. You ain't shit. No, you ain't shit. No, fuck you. No, I bought this. No, I bought that. Why well, did this? Why well, did that, man? Fuck you. You ain't shit. I should have been with somebody else. Dude, we've been there. That's a great fucking song. That, that's the song that got me hyped. Other than that, I'm straight. N95? Dude, like, come on. Worldwide steppers? Yawners. For me, are yawners, guys. I'm sorry. I'm 42. That's why. That's why, dick. But apparently it's a great fucking album. Okay. And I love, you know, Kendrick Lamar, dog. Compton, fool. L.A. Dude, I, I'm not saying it's it's not good. I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying it's not for me. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It is great. I'm sure kids are loving it. And I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> right? I, I think you guys get me, fool. Because I know a lot of old heads listen to this shit too, fool. But there's nothing you would bump in a club. And again, that's not that they're trying. That's not what they're trying to do. That's not what he's trying to do here. I get it. You know? So, but it's just hip hop for me is different now, dog. It's just different, fool. And that's why I don't listen to it. And that's why I don't act like I know shit about hip hop today. I don't. I don't listen to it. I come across motherfuckers. There's some songs I vibe with. There's some songs I fuck with. You know, there's some like uh, El Pinche Joiner way. That was dope as fuck, dog. He has some crazy shit. And he talks about some deep shit, but he has some like cool beats and everything behind it. Um, El Joiner Lucas, is that what it is? That fool's badass, dog. A bunch of these motherfuckers like, I fuck with, dude. Like, I listen to it. Like, even like Kodak, Kodak Black, but that song he has with Kodak Black, horrible, horrible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Silent Hill, horrible, fool. But. It's just rap is different for me, dog. That's, that's all it is to it. It's just rap is different for me, fool. Um, and I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to stay in my lane, basically. I, I, That's it. I'm not going to pretend that I know shit. And I know, and I'm I'm not. Just not. I don't have the energy for that, fool. You know? But I listen to motherfuckers like Future, you know, J. Cole. I listen to them, fool. And they got some, they got some, they got some good songs, fool. For sure, you know, but I'm not going to be out here pretending that I know my shit, dog. And I, I'll, I'll let you guys have it. I'll let you guys have that, all right? Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was the SNL skit this weekend of, from Pico Rivera. Uh, at the event on Sunday, people were talking shit. Uh, 
you know, they were like, yo, that's that, that's not good for us. You know, they were bashing on it. Basically, the host of the event was like, do not support that. That's not what we're trying to accomplish here. And I get that. I get the movement, fool. I get the movement of stereotypes and stuff like that. I get that, fool. But I wasn't with them 100%, you know. Because um, I actually enjoyed this kid. I laughed. It's okay to laugh at ourselves. It's okay, dude. You know, they were doing the whole, there was a chola skit, about two cholas doing like a morning show. I've only, and I haven't seen the whole skit. I've only seen pieces of it, uh, like on TikTok and IG. And when I come across it, I haven't seen, I've yet to see. I was going to watch it before I started recording, but I didn't get a chance to. But from what I saw, it's fine, guys. It's okay. I know it's stereotypical. It can even be called hacky or whatever. They're just two cholas. From Pico Rivera, they're doing, you know, they're whatever it is, dog. And it's to me, I'm fine with it, bro. I'm fine. I don't get offended. It's like when they do like two blondes, airheads talking, you know, dumb shit. It's like the same thing, fool. It's like two black, sassy women talking all like sassy beauty salon shit. It's okay. It's okay to laugh at ourselves, fool. All right. Um, hey, at least we made it to SNL. They don't have to do that. But then they're like, well, but they did that. Then they fucking depict us like that. I I guess. I guess. I mean, what? Look, King of Downey, fool. Like, you know, we try and break those fucking stereotypes and talk about real shit of what's what Latinos are going, what we're doing nowadays. But we still have sprinkle other fucking hacky shit. We still got to sprinkle some of our chola life and this and that life, gangster shit, paisa shit. We still got to sprinkle it in. It's because it's our culture, fool. But I'm a little all over the place with this. What I'm trying to tell you is that I didn't get offended by the SNL skit. I know a lot of people did. I know at the event I was at, a lot of people were offended by it and said that we shouldn't be depicted like that. Or we should be breaking those stereotypes. Yes, I agree. But if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. And that shit made me laugh a couple of times. That's it. That's it, man. So it's okay to laugh at ourselves. It's okay to laugh at our culture. Yes. You know, there's lines we shouldn't cross. I get that. I get that. You know, I do that. I, I, I try not to cross any stupid, uh, you know, shit that will take us back. I try. Yeah, of course. Chancla jokes. Pinche Vix jokes. Pinche Mexicans are lazy jokes. Pinche, I don't know, fucking drunks that we're fucking drunks. I get it. There's like some lines we shouldn't be crossing because we're not all that, all like that. But it's funny to laugh at us every once in a while. Laugh at ourselves. I'm okay with that. When it comes to cholo shit, paisa shit, yes. Yes, you, I'm okay with that. All right? Please don't get offended. Please don't. We know who we are. We know what we stand about. And it's how you live your life, fool. It's what it is, doc. And um, I, I mean, I think we're making great strides. I think we're moving in the right direction. Uh, we've got some great representation from people. Uh, again, we're not where we want to be yet. Like I just opened the I opened the, the episode by saying that, fuck, man, it's, if you're not Gabriel or... Or George Lopez, it's hard for us to break through, you know. But and we're trying to follow the paths that Gabriel and George are have left us. They're there. They've opened doors for us, fool. 
They've opened doors. Para Rodriguez, they've opened doors for us. And it's on now it's on us. It's on us. Because it's not Gabriel's or George Lopez's responsibility to say, hey guys, check it out. Here's the next guy. It's not their job. It's not. They, that's not how they came up. They came up hustling, grinding, passing out flyers, collecting emails, whoring themselves out there day in and day out to get on the stage, to fight for stage time, being out there six, seven days a week, getting pushed over, bullied by all these motherfuckers in the industry at those in those days. And then now they're just supposed to be like, oh, George Lopez is supposed to be just be like, oh, here's Jerry Garcia. Love him now. Nah, bro. We all got to earn it ourselves. So we got to work our own shit, dog. Yes, I'll be great for him to tag me or share or give a shout out. Of course, and that's cool. But I don't expect it, fool. I'm not expecting that uh, handout, fool. I'm not. I, I've already learned that that's not how it works. Now, will I, will I do that? Nah, because now we're a different generation, dog. Because I didn't, because I didn't work as hard as they did. Okay, I don't have that same energy that they came up with. I don't. Gracias a Dios, a mí me fue un poco más fácil. It was a little bit easier for me, guys. All right, uh, I still worked hard. I still grinded, but doors were opened. Okay, there was clubs I can go to and do time at. There was Latino nights. There was Latino Mexican produced comedy shows going on that I can get on. Okay. It wasn't as hard. When Gabriel and George were coming up and Paul, there was no such thing, fool. There wasn't. All right. Now there's shows in Downey, Southgate, Ontario, Santa Ana, San Diego, Oxnard. You know, now there's shows where Latinos can go to more easily and frequently, these opportunities were not there before, fool. All right, so I'm not going to come with that same energy saying, fuck everybody behind me. Nah, wait. I'm going to come and say, hey, yo, let's do this, dog. I'm all about giving props to the next funny motherfuckers. And there's a bunch of them out there, fool. There's a bunch of them that I love to fuck with and perform with and have them open with, with for me. And, you know, there's guys like Rene Vaca, wait. There's Angel Hernandez who are coming up, fool. Uh, there's fucking Christian Zaragoza, way. Israel Garcia, bro. There's Luis Juarez, Midnight, Ralphie Barbosa, way. Just to name a few. And these are all funny ass dudes coming up behind me, dog. Right there, right behind me, fool. Ten years in the game, eight years in the game, seven years in the game. I'm 12 years in the game. And these fools are fucking hilarious, dog. And I will shout them out and I will put the spotlight as much as I can and all these motherfuckers, dog. Every time. Chris Gruyon, keep your head up, dog. He's fucking working his ass off, fool. All these motherfuckers out there. And I will always fucking show love to anybody who asks for help. I got you, fool. I got you. Even if you surpass me, dog. If you surpass me... Is because you're funnier and you're great and you're better and you deserve it. And I need to work harder, fool. I got to fucking step that shit up, fool. All right? Jesus Sopoda, he's got his HBO special coming out in a couple months, fool. Fucking excited, bro. And I need that shit to blow the fuck up. I need people to watch that shit. 
So people could be like, who the fuck is this guy? And who else does he fuck with? Who else does he go roll with? Who, what else I got to see? Oh, shit. Who's this guy? Damn. That's how it works, fool. That's how it's got to work nowadays. Because attention span of people is short. They fuck with somebody. They love them. And then they want to fuck with somebody else. And they want to love that person, too. And that's okay. That's a good thing, fool. That's a good thing. You know? Nobody that's just a Gabriel Iglesias fan is just a Gabriel Iglesias fan. That's not how it works, fool. If you love Gabriel Iglesias, you love comedy. And you appreciate other Latino comedians as well. And you want to see other Latino comedians as well. Okay? Fluffy brings a spotlight to us. So does George. Fluffy was at fucking Dodger Stadium. Two nights sold out. 60,000 people each night. You think that's not goals I want? You think I don't want a piece of that shit? Do you think now I have a new fucking goal? Uh, that, that been, It's like a poster on my wall. Fluffy at Dodger Stadium. There you go. That's a goal. I, that's where I want it. That's the direction I want to head. There you go. That's what I'm saying. George Lopez on TV. George Lopez selling out comedy clubs. That was my goal when I first started, fool. Look at this motherfucker, huh? Just talking about Latino, paisa, Mexican shit. And just people loving and eating every bit of it. I want that, fool. I can do that, too. I can be a part of that shit, dog. If I didn't see, if I never saw George Lopez perform, dog, I would, I would not be where I'm at right now, fool. Have I met George Lopez as a fan? You know, we've been in the same room in the same place as comedians, but I've never opened for him. I've never hung out with him. I've never had dinner with him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had anything like that with him ever, ever. But he had, he's inspired me to be where I'm at now. Just by watching him, watching him move, dog. By watching him move, he's done so much for me, dog. Que mas quiero, we? Que mas quiero? Same thing with Fluffy. Same thing with Fluffy. I've never opened for Fluffy. I've never worked with Fluffy before. I've been with Fluffy in the same area, in the same room, in the same place. We've talked. We've taken pictures. But I'm never like he's never done anything for my career personally. Any advice? Nothing. But yet, he's inspired me. He, yet, he still has inspired me. All right? Para Jesus, I've had the pleasure to open for and tour with him and be on the road with him for various hours. We've been on flights together, road trips in the car for many hours. And I've picked his brain, fool. I've been very fortunate to pick his brain. And, just, and I've just taken so much of that, fool. So much of how he works, how he thinks, what he's about. What what it is to make it, dog. And a lot one of the things he fucking showed me is just be yourself, fool. You can't cheat yourself, fool. Be you. Talk about what you know about who you are. That's like the best advice he's giving me, fool. Do not change who you are. Do not be a fucking fake. Do not be a poser. Paul's always been as real as he gets. Every fucking... If you see him, dog, and again, he's older. He's 65 years old now. Bro, of course he's slower now and not as sharp as he was before. But he speaks and he preaches and talks about real life shit. He ran over his own chihuahua. For he killed his own chihuahua that he had for like 15 years, dog. His chihuahua. His chihuahua was deaf, right? Ya no podía oír. Y la pinche chihuahua estaba underneath his car as he pulled out of the driveway, fool. Didn't hear the car turn on. Didn't react to the car moving. 
ran over his own chihuahua, fucking broke him, bro. Broke Mr. Paul Rodriguez, broke his ass, fool. He, w- he couldn't leave his house for a couple weeks. But once he did, what he do? He talked about it on stage, fool. Now he talks about it on stage, fool. I mean, fuck, dog. Fuck. Right? Uh, that's the shit that I'm just like, yeah, I gotta fucking, I gotta fucking, you know, step my shit up, fool. And that's the direction I'm going, fool. And look at this podcast. This podcast is about a fucking stand-up comedian. And how many times, how many jokes have I dropped here today? Maybe one or two, dog. Yo, this, this, this is what it's about, fool. This is what it's about. This is why I do this shit, all right? Y con eso los dejo, wey. I'm out of here, fool. Let's have a fucking great rest of the week. Please, Oxnard, Levity Live this Thursday. Then I've got uh, Fresno Tower Theater, May 27. Fresno Tower Theater, May 27. I got Mike Drop. It's a brand new comedy club in San Diego. Please look it up. Mike Drop, San Diego, new comedy club. And then, uh, then I got Brea Improv. Brea Improv, Thursday, June 2nd. For Brea and for Oxnard, there's a... There's a promo code, Jerry, $5 off. For Tower Theater, it's only 20 bucks, and I think there's a promo code, too. I don't have it. Uh, but it's just 20 bucks, fool. And uh, for Mic Drop, it's a Wednesday night, guys. Tickets are only like 15 bucks, fool. Caiganle, cabrones. All right? I'll see you guys there. Thanks for everything, guys. Y'all have a great rest of the week, man. I appreciate you motherfuckers, all right? I'm out. Late. right i'm excited we got a new podcast tragos amargos podcast dropping this month that's right a musical review fernie rodriguez and myself will take a deep dive into some of our favorite artists from la musica mexicana regional that's right we're starting with the goats from musica ranchera grupera norteña banda corridos solistas baladas bro we're dropping it all we're gonna take a deep look into all these artists. We're going to have some fun. We're going to goof around. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to give them their props. It's going to be a great time. Come join us. Join us now. You can subscribe now on Tragos Amargos Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, it'll also be on my YouTube channel, Comedian Jerry G. See you guys there. Late.